Welcome to End of the Pitcast episode. I don't even know what fucking episode this is. Quarantine Plus. Quarantine Plus. Plus three. Mm-hmm. Well, after a whole... Dude, it's been a while. Month or so? It's been a while. So? Probably about a month. A little bit over a month. Has it? Man, Mikey had his baby. Mikey had his baby. What's that about? I don't know. It's a baby. It's a baby. It's Super beautiful. Cute. Super cute baby. Beautiful baby. Congratulations yeah. to Mikey Congrats. and his wonderful wife, Becky. We love you. We, we miss you. We love you. I wish you could squeeze a little cheekies. Yeah. <laughs> big old cheekies, dog. Oh, is it big old cheekies? Yeah, you got a little butt, too. I squeezed it. Oh, party. Right on. Yeah, cute. But he's not here because of it. So. Yeah, he's not here because of that. Uh, we got a cool interview coming up soon. We'll get to that. But, you know, right now it's about us. Yeah. It's been a long time. I miss you fucking guys, man. Miss you guys, Same. too, man. Glad you guys came over. This is the only thing like we had to look forward to once a week. And yeah. then you guys were like, oh, uh, we should probably like not do it. Cause, uh. I mean, I, I just to <laughs> clarify, I had a lot of things to look forward to. This this was just one of them. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess, I guess you <laughs> yeah. haven't. Well, you and Mikey haven't really been quarantined. Yeah. I've been been doing things. I you a lot of things are, to look know, forward to. I mean, even be- before the quarantine. Yeah. yeah. You guys are essential. Yeah. They're essential kind of people. Right. Essentially essential. Right. Yeah. Nobody cares about massage therapists. I do. We are not essential. Yeah, you do when I give you a fucking... Yeah. (laughs) Like that? Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Holy shit. (laughs) Hey, you guys been in any shows lately? No. Uh, I've been watching a fuck ton of them on YouTube, though. Yeah, that's been cool. I've been watching uh, some friends of mine go live on Facebook. Like who, Adrian? Yeah, I tuned out. Fuck. I tuned in for like a minute or two. I was Damn, like, nah. you gave it that long? Yeah, that was like, this sucks. Damn. Damn. like five, ten seconds for you. That's Tops. Tops. Dude, he did a killer cover of the Dracula song from Forgetting Time oh, Marshall. Oh, did he actually do it? Yeah, dude, it's great. Oh, that's awesome. Getting kind of hard to believe things are going to get easier. Wait, does it stay like on his Facebook? Or does it like go oh, away? I, I think I think yeah. Once somebody's gone live, you can go back and watch it. You okay, just have to right. scroll through their uh, it's not timeline like or something. The deletes have to yeah, no. hours. Yeah, no, it'll stay on the timeline. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna go sure. check it out then. Do it. It's good. I will. Yeah. yeah. He's got that uh, harmonizer pedal dog. Yeah, He's got yeah. a looper pedal. It a Holy shit! Man. Check out fucking Dave Matthews battle. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, you're one to talk. You're fucking David Bowie now, yeah, man. Yeah, Bowie. There's a star man. <laughs> so tell everybody, us? tell everybody why I'm calling you David Bowie. Oh, Mike's calling me David Bowie because uh, on my Instagram story last week I was really bored, and I was watching. I think I was watching uh, Sound City, which is a documentary on Sound City Studios that yeah. unfortunately has gone out of business since then. But you know, a lot of classic bands have recorded there. Dave Grohl did this documentary and. And, uh, you know, it's just it, uh, Dave Grohl is pretty inspiring to me. You know, love him or hate him. You know, he's a fucking drummer that plays guitar and sings. That's fucking me who, all day. Who the fuck hates him? Yeah, nobody. I hope nobody hates him. Who could hate Dave Grohl? Because I mean, he's great. Probably Stan. Man, maybe. Probably Adrian. Probably Adrian. Adrian hates everybody. He does. So, yeah, I was watching Sound City, and I was like, you know what, man? I got my fucking Fender Strat right there. Let me just go plug it in. And just fucking see what happens. Yeah, make some noise. So I turn it down to drop D because it's easy to play power chords and sure. drop D. So I just 
wrote a riff real quick. I posted it to my Instagram story, and I was like, I, I, I put up a poll, and the poll said, keep writing or stick to drumming. And it was 90% keep writing. Nice. But that's probably just because you have supportive friends. I guess. You probably should ask some strangers. Well, the two friends that voted no, one of them was Adrian. <laughs> Adrian said, Surprise yeah, there, right? Adrian said, keep writing. And then the other one was my, was my brother. He said, stick to drumming. Stick to drumming. Yeah, so fuck him. <laughs> See if I, if I edit his goddamn podcast on time. <laughs> Ass. Yeah. So, Anthony. yeah. So I kept writing and uh, came up with a pretty cool song. And uh, it's called, uh, I think it's called Nothing to Lose. Yeah, We Got Nothing to Lose. It's called We Got Nothing to Lose. And I think I'm going to release it. Fuck Same. it. So, Fuck so it. long story short, Rocco's an asshole now because he's a solo artist. Right. He's been yeah. talking with a lot of attitude. Right. Well. Did you do the bass too? No, no, no. I got help from a lot of people. So I wrote the riff. Oh, okay. I wrote the riff and I wrote the song and I wrote the song structure. And you got vocals to it? Yeah, I'm going to sing the vocals. I don't have vocals yet. I haven't had a chance to record them, but I got the lyrics down. The okay, lyrics cool. was the hardest thing to come up with because I am not a lyricist. Sure. I just, you know, I have, I've never really had to do it. So, you know, it was a lot of going through a thesaurus and it's like, well, what? It's another word for this, yeah. you know, because I don't want to come out and say this. That's fucking, you know, cliche. How many thousands of songs have said that? You know, so I went back and did stuff like that. And so, you know, I actually wrote it in about an hour, an hour and a half. I wrote it pretty quickly. And uh, I like it. It's cool. It's kind of Dave Grohly where, like, dope. you know, some of the words don't really make sense. It's like, what the fuck's he talking about? But, you know, in my mind, I kind of know what I'm talking about. So, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it came out cool. Yeah, it came out cool. There's a lot of songs out there that make no sense at all. So you put some keyboards on. I haven't, but see, so I got my buddy Gavin to come and do uh, proper rhythms. Proper rhythms. Proper rhythms. You, you know. mean the guy from Coheed and Cambria? Right, Coheed guy. <laughs> oh, I okay. got yeah, yeah. I got Brent Field to lay down some bass. Fuck that bass. Yeah. So Brent Field laid down some bass, and then uh, oh, Gavin also played some like lead part harmony stuff. And then uh, Brian from Brian and the Blackouts, shout out to my boy. Yeah. He wrote uh, some more, like, he wrote, there's a, the beginning of the song just kicks in, you know, and then, and then the lyrics start. So at the beginning of the song is where the guitar solo is going to be. Okay. So guitar solo, and then, you know, the rest of the song goes. Yeah. So there's no guitar solo in the song, you know, kind of the like, beginning. It, there's the one in the beginning. Yeah. So right in the, right at the beginning, boom, right in your fucking face, guitar <laughs> solo, boom, your face is yeah. shredded already. Whoa. You just started listening to the song and your face is melted. <laughs> so yeah. Okay. okay. I just got really bored, man. And I was like, you know what? I'm gotta do something. I gotta do something. Yeah, man. So, well, of course, I played the drums. You know. Yeah. Obviously. And then you know, I'm gonna release it pretty soon. So. Badass. That's awesome. Man. So yeah. That's... Makes me look forward to uh, getting a house one day. Yeah, man. You need your own stoop. Or even renting a house. You know what I mean? I think after all this bullshit, the last thing I want to do is be in an apartment. Yeah, man. So, uh, yeah. I think in July when our lease is done, I'm probably going to rent the house. Do it. Yeah. Because it'd be cool to be able to come downstairs or to another room. Yeah. And be able to, you know, just be creative and shit. I don't have any space right now to be creative at all. Right. So it's like, Just get in your underwear, turn the lights Dude. off, light some insets, mm. smoke a J, drop some acid, eat some shrooms, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. pick up your guitar. Oh, shit, I'm hungry. Then you go to the fridge <laughs> Get that fucking weak old pizza, Ooh. eat it, go back to the garage, 
drink some beer uh-huh. and take a oh, nap. Right. Oh fuck, nah, there's fuck whiskey. Pornhub. Oh, right. Oh, all right. Mm. This is a thorough process. Right. Hop on Pornhub. Yeah. Milf POV. <laughs> go That's down real specific. Go down that <laughs> rabbit hole. Just and that. then you start writing songs. So that's great. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so now we know how he does it. <laughs> so now we know how that song came about. That's my process. It's yeah. <laughs> quite that's a process, process you got there, Starman. <laughs> There's a Starman wow. waiting in the sun. Yeah, man. Yeah. Party, party. So what have y'all been up to? That's what I've been doing. That's good. I'm glad you've been having fun. Yeah. Really as much as I can. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's not all yeah. fun. It's not all fun. The kids are here. Yeah. There's no more fucking school for like forever. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so that sucks. Right. You know. So other than that, I mean, yeah. Luckily, I'm still able to work. So I go to work and then I come home. But I don't have a traditional job. You know, I don't have to work a lot of hours. Right. So I'm not gone for very long. So I'm here with the children for more hours yeah. than I am away. Right. That's a lot of screaming. That's a lot of shit going on. That's a lot of screaming. Yeah. Well, I don't have that problem, but I am in a box that's about 800 square feet with a dog and a cat and a woman. Is my dick in a box? Ah. So, well, that's not that bad, medical. Yeah, that's, that's, that could be way worse, man. Could yeah. way worse. You could not have a cat. That's true. Right. Very true. But you've got a cat, so you're all and right. At the end of the day, we're alive, we're healthy, we got money in the bank, we got food in the fridge. Right. And you, know, you have a you cat. can have a really shitty girlfriend, and that would suck, dude. Yes, this actually has like kind of opened my eyes to how it could have been. You know what I mean? Like, if I was with somebody oh. I didn't get along with at all, and I had to fucking deal with this bullshit with that yeah. person, oh, it man. would be like I'd throw her over the balcony, bro. Yeah, no, quarantine is a good uh, relationship test. Yeah, no, no, it's, it's been yeah you know, for what it's worth, dude. It's been really good. Yeah, so that's good. I'm definitely fortunate in that department. Nice. Yeah, yeah I've just so. been uh, I've just been working still. Fuck you. Being essential, doing Bitch. some doing illegal jujitsu. Right on. Black market jujitsu. Well, you just told everybody. <laughs> That's all right, man. They don't know where it's at. And yeah, nobody listens to this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> it's been a month. Nobody cares. My mom, maybe. <laughs> Hi, mom. Hey, mommy. So yeah, that's that's about it. Keep right up on. with your brown belt. Just trying. Shit. Right on. Well, I mean, uh, it's May first. It is. So um, technically, we're supposed to be keeping away, but. You know, there was that twenty-five percent rule, so I think we're. we're I think we're, no, it's, I, I it's think fine. The, I think it's this, fine. I it's think fine. the stu- I think hanging oak, hanging oak is at twenty-five percent capacity we're definitely right now. At I think we're under twenty-five percent capacity <laughs> yeah. right now, so I think we're good. Yeah. yeah, it's still no gatherings over ten people, that kind of stuff. You know, anything like that. Yeah, but yeah, like you, you know, said, I figured, things are opening up again. So. No making out. I figure Joe Damn Rogan's it. still doing his podcast. Why can't I? Do you know yes. what he's doing though? He's testing he's everybody. Testing everybody that goes in. So he was getting shit for See, that. See, but you can do that when you're rich. Yeah. So yeah, all these people were pissed off. It's like, well, he's got the money to do it. He's you testing know? them. He's testing everybody that goes in. Oh no shit. And yeah. people want to yeah. go on the show to get tested because it's so hard to get a fucking test. Right. So they're going, man. Yeah. 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 Party. He had uh, Tom Green on the other day. That was a really good one. I haven't seen that one. It's a good one. Cool. It's a really good one. I know it got like fucking three million views within a day or some oh, shit. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, they start talking about it, and they, and they were talking about like how Tom Green is kind of like the, the, the godfather of podcasting, because when he was, his, he was doing his show out of his house in, in Toronto, or in Canada, he, I don't know if he's in Toronto, but he was in Canada, he was really the only one doing like an internet 
television show. Okay. And it was free forum. And this was back in what the mid early two thousands, like two thousand. Yeah. I think they said two thousand six, two thousand seven. Yeah, so it was before the whole podcast revolution, right? Yeah, yeah. Isn't that crazy, dude? Two thousand six, two thousand seven. That doesn't seem like that long ago. It doesn't. Man. That was a long time ago. Yeah, Fourteen fucking years ago, fifteen years ago. Isn't that, that a long crazy, time, dude? We're fucking Chavalones tearing up the white I rabbit. Know. The, the, I fucking met you what in 04, 05? Yeah. Fuck. That's when we started playing in 04. 15 fucking years. And now we're old. And now we're old. Yeah. yeah. No pants has gray hair. I got a lot of gray hair. Yeah. You're how old? Uh, 34. Yeah, you're my age. 34. Am I older than you? I am older. Maybe. I'll, t- I'll, be thir- I'll be 35 in July. Okay, now you're old. Yeah, no. I don't feel too old with the gray hair, though, because I've had it for so long. Right. So it's not like I woke up, you know, in my 30s and was like, oh, oh gray shit. hair. It's like I've had it since I was in my 20s, like so two, it's not so bad. Two on the side here and one on my chin. I got right a lot. On. That's it. Right on. a lot, man. So what else has been going on? Uh, the Heroin, they released a, a fucking pretty cool uh, music video. They all did it in isolation. Yeah. that was cool. That was cool. It was a really yeah. good song, really good video. Uh, our buddies in Danella Drive were in the paper. Yeah, they've been getting a lot of man. press recently. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and they deserve it, man. That's Absolutely. a great album. So that's been really cool. Oh, we never got a chance to actually uh, review their album. We will next week. Really? Yeah. I we thought never, we did. Did we? I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like we did. It's been a long time. Well, we I talked about like it when they were on the we show. We talked about it, but we didn't actually review it. I don't think, yeah, I don't think you guys reviewed the album. I think all what happened was you guys talked about the uh the cd release show itself uh-huh. but never the album wow okay. i think you guys reviewed one song but not the album yeah right. that's true Cause, okay yeah because the, re- the release we still hadn't heard the album before then right obviously right yeah so yeah yeah the week that we were supposed to review their album that's when we stopped doing the podcast okay so we owe it to them for next week right yeah H- high score high praise it's a great album yeah that's fucking awesome man it's a great album they're really good. Mm-hmm. What else is going on? Uh, sure, I think that's about it. That's probably about it. For yeah. today's episode. Yeah, yeah that's probably that's about good. it for today's episode. Short, sweet. We like I said, we did, we did something a little earlier, and I was like, hey, let's throw the fucking microphones back up and talk, because, yeah, right. you know, we're here, we're drinking beer, we're hanging at out. At least give it an intro, right? <laughs> yeah, let's at least give it an intro. So luckily, No Pants uh, is, uh, how would you describe your relationship with your, this gentleman? Uh, Alex? Yes, with Alex Bent not, not the, of not Trivia. Me. Yeah, yeah. Not me, not this Alex. <laughs> uh, I met Alex, shit, I don't even know how many years ago it was, when he was still in uh, Battlecross, uh, just talking drums and music and shit after the show. We've been friendly since. Nice guy, real cool guy. So Trivium just put out a killer album, so figured let's, let's talk to him about it. Let's ring him up. Yeah. And he answered the call. Yeah. He sure did. Caw-caw! well we're lucky enough to have mr alex bent of the almighty fucking trivium alex what's going on man hey not too much man just hanging out quarantining it you know chilling how are you guys we're good dude we're hanging tough we're in uh san antonio texas so we're on the uh definitely uh stay in place which we are kind of doing right now i'm doing Kind of yeah. six feet apart, kind of more like two. We're all on a separate call right now. Yeah. No, nah, but we've all been good, man. We've all been healthy and, and uh, you know, all that good stuff. But, uh, you know, who cares about us? Let's talk about you guys, man. How's How have you been? How's the band been? And thanks for releasing a fucking killer album in Much time. needed times. In much yeah, needed times, sure, yeah. Man. Times like these. 
No worries, man. Um, you know, we're all doing really good. Um, really can't complain. I mean, you know, it's the unfortunate thing is not being able to be all together and play shows and all that. But, you know, we've been really active it, um, online, uh, doing a lot of like group Zoom calls. Uh, you know, the other day we did a cool thing where we all chatted with Josh Wilbur about the record and all this stuff we do live so that, you know, fans could tune in and, uh, you know, basically just kind of like hanging out all like in this digital world. Um, and yeah, you know, for me, uh, staying busy with teaching uh, Skype lessons, a lot of one lessons, and um, Twitch uh, keeps me really busy. So, you know, everything's been good. The The guys are all doing their thing. Uh, all of us are starting to get into Call of Duty, so we'll probably be doing some band, you know, Call of Duty sessions soon here. And, uh, yeah, you know, and then yeah, you mentioned the record coming out during this quarantine time. And, uh, yeah, a lot of bands, they decided to push their records back because of what's going on right now in the world. And we were like, hell, man, we're, we're just going to put it out. And, you know, this is the time where you need to put music out, you know, where people, they need something. So we had our date that we were planning on releasing it, and we, we stuck with it, and we're glad we did. And, you know, it seems like people are uh, digging the record, and it's something nice for people to have right now. You know, this is, this is the time where they need it. So, yeah. Absolutely, man. It's a, a killer record, too. It's been getting really great reviews. Uh, perfect continuation, in my opinion, from The Sin and the <coughs> Sentence. Just a, a great, great freaking album, man. Congratulations on that. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, we're all really happy with it, and it seems like the fans are happy with it, so it's like, what more could you ask for, you know? Yeah, I mean, front to back, man, it's, it's a great album. So, speaking, you know, he kind of mentioned Sin and the Sentence. W was there any difference in process between The Sin and the Sentence and this album? Um, a little bit, yeah. Um, with the sin in the sentence, we definitely had less time. With this record, we were able to like sit on a lot of songs for a while. Um, when we we started writing the record, like after the Grammys, so that was like it was like over a year ago. But we would like get together for writing sessions, and then we would sit on things. And then we would like send the files like we, whenever we would get together and write, we would always record things like make little demos and then we would sit on it and maybe go out and do a tour or whatever. And then we'd come back to like a full on writing session and always like adding on to it. So that was a different aspect of this record. Uh, like Sin, it was kind of more like, you know, like the guys, they had riffs and ideas. And then I flew out and we jammed, I think, for like a couple weeks straight we pretty much just glued everything together this was more like the ground up you know we were just throwing riffs and ideas doing demos and spreading it all out um and then as far as the recording process this record was the first time that i had ever recorded drums last which is kind of unusual you know usually when you're recording an album drums come first but uh it was really cool for me because uh I was able to, you know, essentially play along to the record since uh, guitars, bass, and vocals were all done and pretty much like mixed and mastered. By the time 
I got in the studio, I, it sounded so good in my ears. I was able to really just kind of have fun with it and have a good vibe going. So those are a couple things. I, mean, uh, I really enjoyed those aspects of finding this record as opposed to Sin. That's awesome. And I think uh, one of the things I was going to ask as far as recording the album or recording the drums last, um, what was that like, I guess, playing to Matt's final vocal tracks? Did that kind of affect your drumming in any way, just kind of hearing that? Because he put, put on a great vocal performance on this album. Yeah, it just, it kind of, reminded me of just like growing up and playing along to like records you know from being a kid because that's how i you know pretty much taught myself how to play was playing along for records so it kind of took me back to that except for you know um not having the drums i was it was you know so i was able to just get really creative and i feel like it if anything um that's how I would prefer to do records from here on out. I mean, I wasn't opposed to the idea, but it was everything I had hoped for. And even um, Josh Wilk, our producer, was like, I think that you're going to like this a lot because you're going to be able to play along to, you know, the final mix. And it was totally everything I wanted and more. I was like, hell yeah, man. It was like, you know, um, yeah, I just got to really have a cool vibe. You know, when you're listening to like, Matt's vocals and you could actually hear the guitar like because you know when you're recording other like other albums I've done in the past you know you're putting along the scratch guitars and they're pretty much just there as like a map you know um but they're not sounding great you know I mean with Josh Wilbur when we did Sin it, it sounded totally good you know like but this was like whoa it was like plain and everything was crystal clear um Another uh, aspect of it, uh, a great benefit, is that you could do more with the final process of things. So, for example, there was a couple songs on this record that ended up being changed uh, in the demo process. Um, so, when you do drums, if you lay drums down first, it's pretty much like you're really limited to what you could rearrange in songs. Um, you're going to have to like go back and like actually grab drum parts and try to like rearrange it and it's like that could get really messy and really just like kind of becomes like a hassle um whereas opposed to like you know when you're when you're doing it the we did it you know until the drums are made you can change anything you want you could be like okay i, I think we should add first here i think we should add a guitar solo or take this away and all that stuff and as they're doing that they can just chop that up and be like, hey, you know, here, write a drum part to this or write a drum part to that. It's not like Josh is going to have to go there in Pro Tools and start, you know, chopping stuff away. And the more you do stuff like that, like the more you tinker with stuff it, in, in the programs, it just starts to not sound as good. So, uh, yeah, that was another thing that I really liked about it, too. You know, I was able to, like, get all these updates. Uh, from the guys and from Josh, like, hey, we uh, we decided to take this out, or we decided to extend this verse or this course, just giving you a heads up, and I would listen to it and go, cool. So then uh, that helps me for when I go to the studio, I can hopefully go in and just try to knock the park. That makes a lot of sense, and I'm surprised that 
more bands don't do that. And uh, hearing you talk about it, I'm like, oh, wow, if I ever record anything again, that's probably what we're going to do. We're going to record the drums last. So, yeah, yeah I mean, it was new for me in that, you know, I've, I've recorded a lot of records. Um, and, yeah, it was, it was new. It's because you would think, like, okay, that actually makes a lot of sense. Why don't bands do that? More, yeah, you know? sure. And, uh, Josh Wilbur is kind of one of those wizards where he just does all his little tricks and it always seems to work, you know. That's cool, man. Yeah, and it brings a whole different energy, too, as opposed to, you know, just hearing, like, one scratch guitar and you playing along to it, uh, hearing the entire thing already done and you just playing along to that, I'm sure, brings a different energy and just makes you play, I don't know, harder, better, uh, you get more into it. Absolutely, yeah. Right on, man. Hey, Alex, was this one uh, done at, at Hybrid? Hybrid Studios? Uh, no. Um, we ended up doing... It was kind of like... Uh, we recorded the like half of the record in Orlando, Florida, and then the other half in L.A., but we recorded at 606 Studios in L.A. Oh, um, what? Did you get to yeah. meet Dave Grohl? Uh, yeah, Dave, he stopped by and um, said what's up. It was really awesome. Um, like do they still have Do they still have the Neve console there? What was that? Do they still have the Neve console there? Yeah, that's what we recorded with. Dude, everybody's been uh, on that console. That's Rick Springfield. That's Barry Manilow. That's Nirvana, never oh, mind. Sure. Yeah, yeah. That's Rage Against the Machine. Dude, everybody's yeah. been through that fucking console, wow. dude. Yeah. Wow, right? That's cool, man. <laughs> yeah, it was it was very uh, surreal to like lay down tracks and then he, they would hit the playback and they were using that board and I was just like, wow, I can't even believe that I'm making sound waves that are coming through <clears throat> this same legendary board. But it was really cool. Um, yeah, it was amazing. 606 was an experience. Um, we the way that we did it was we like I flew out to Orlando, Florida. And we went to uh, Wholesale University and basically did all the demos there. So, like, I played drums on an electric drum kit and just basically jammed with the guys on that so that Josh Wilbur could get, like, click tracks set up. Like, okay, this is kind of what it sounds like. This is what I'm hearing. And just, you know, collaborating with him to push the process along. And then once that was done, he went to fitted all the drums and basically just made them perfect so that the guys could record their parts and that's how we were able to do the drums last. So once I did the demos on the electronic kit in Orlando, I was like, oh, alright, I'm going to fly back to California and you guys do your thing. So they spent about I think 13 or 14 days tracking guitars, bass, vocals and everything and then um, they booked my time at 606 and that was about a week session. And uh, Paolo and Corey flew out for that. Matt stayed home with uh, twins. And I think we were able to get drums done in like three, three or four days, if I remember right. And then they, we used the rest of the time that we had there to like lay some, um, you know, uh, back vocals so like all of the backup screams that Corey does and all of the harmonies that Paolo does on the record were recorded at 606 so it was kind of like you know between LA and Florida but um, yeah I mean 
working at 606 was incredible, man. It was like, it was like, I've been to a lot of studios and I was like, oh my gosh, this is like, <laughs> that's fucking rad, man. Uh, so yeah. this, is this the first record where uh, Paolo and Corey did their backup vocals? Uh, besides Matt, obviously doing everything. I think Matt used to do uh, the all the backup screams and all the obviously the main screams and all the singing as well. This is the first record where where Corey and Paolo actually contributed. Um, you know what? I think so, but I'm not a completely sure. I know this is their so. Maybe Paolo might have squeezed some stuff in on some previous records, uh, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. If if anything, what I do know for sure is that this record probably has the most uh, that they've ever done. I mean, there's some songs where you know Paolo is singing a lot, backing Matt up, and I think it sounds so awesome. And I think that I mean, I think it's just a natural thing for us to continue that direction, you know. Um, because this record, you know, I think it really was able to show a different side of those guys, of Corey's screams and of Paolo's harmonies with Matt. It, it really uh, shed some light into that. So I'm sure on the next record, we're probably going to, you know, hit it full force with that again. You know, it's kind of yeah. like if it works, it works. Yeah, that's the way you guys do it live, man. It sounds killer. Every uh, We've seen you guys live. Well, I've seen you guys live probably about three or four times. Well, only once oh. with you in the band. But the way you guys pull it off live is freaking awesome. I can't wait to see you guys oh. live again. Hopefully awesome. in the next in the, in the near future you guys can start touring again. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, you know, so far uh, we haven't I haven't gotten an email saying that uh, the summer tour is canceled. So as as far as we know, that should all be good, you know, we'll see. Nice. Hell yeah, man. We already got our tickets for that yeah, one. We got our tickets a long time ago for that. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So uh Let's go to some basic basic stuff about you and your playing, man. Uh, uh, how long have you been playing drums, and what are your what are your influences? Um, oh jeez, I started when I was eleven, and I'm twenty seven now. So, uh, let's see, I can't math right now. How many years is that? Uh, <laughs> Sixteen years, I think. Hey, we'll, we'll go with that. I don't I don't think anybody on this side of the mic can math either. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, oh, did you? You said sixteen. Right. Yeah, yeah. Probably. Yeah. 16, 17, something like, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, it's been a while. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, my influences growing up, I started off, let's see, I started getting into music, like really into music in the early two thousands. And around that time was like the last era that they were playing music videos on MTV before it was all, you know, like Jersey Shore and stuff like that. Um, so at that time it was a lot of like blink 182 and you know uh yellow card and good charlotte and stuff like that and uh i was i was uh watching tv and the music video for this song called ocean avenue came on ocean avenue by yellow card and every time the drummer did a fill it would show him and i just thought that was so rad cool and i was like yeah remember that guy was doing i asked my dad if he could set up the drum set and he did and i just started kind of trying to jam along the songs i started off playing along with songs like billy jean from michael jackson and maybe some like acdc and just anything that was simple to just kind of help me groove along to and then eventually i was able to start playing along to the pop and stuff things like 182 you know i was like I looked up 
I mean, I, I think just music in general kind of took over my life, so it wasn't like one thing or the other. It wasn't just pop punk, it wasn't just metal, it was like I was everywhere. And that was the time, early 2000s, going into like 2005, 6. Then YouTube starts to kind of gain its traction. I'm on YouTube for hours, everybody, Buddy Rich, Dave, Cole, you know. Uh, all drummers, uh, yeah, by the time I was in high school, I was you know, diving into anything I could get my hands on, and I, I, you know, I started playing with other musicians at a pretty young age, you know, by the time I was 15, I started playing with, like, the, uh, the junior college jazz band here, just to try to play with musicians and work on chops, and having my own bands and all that stuff. Yeah, you know, I just kind of tried to branch out as much as I could and meet as many musicians, meet other drummers, and try to hang with other drummers that were always better than me, so I always just kind of felt inspired and kind of set, you know, like, man, I want to get to this level, you know? So that was really a, a lot of my big, you know, inspirations up, trying to throw myself in the deep end, I, I suppose. That's cool, man. You can definitely tell. I mean, just by listening to you and like watching you play and stuff like that, how well-rounded you are, and and uh, and you know, way more genres than just metal. So that's refreshing to hear in this genre for sure. And oh. uh, yeah, man. I mean, I've watched your your playthroughs that you posted on YouTube a couple of years ago, and I've you know I, I frequent them. And uh, dude, I mean, yeah, your playing style is killer. I think uh, between. You and freaking Mario Duplantier from Gojera, you guys set the bar so freaking high that I mean I don't even know who else is up there with, with you with you two. You know what I mean? Like, but yeah, that's just uh, me being a fanboy. <laughs> I know probably oh. John Otto. He's probably up there. John Otto? Yeah, totally. John yeah, Otto's sure. probably up there. <laughs> <laughs> appreciate appreciate the kind words, and uh, that's really really awesome to hear that you dig what I do, you know, and yeah, I mean, I mean, the bar is always getting pushed with all the styles, you know, I mean, I spend a lot of my time watching like the, uh, the jazz fusion guys and I'm just like, wow, like absolutely blown away by, you know, like, uh, this next generation of just, you know, all, I mean, all drummers, not just metal. I mean, there's some guys out there that are like my age and younger now that I'm just like, Oh my gosh. Like just dude, the bar is, is raised, man. You know, yeah. but I mean, I think that was, uh, like I said, that was a big thing for me growing up is I got to, I had the privilege to hang out with a lot of amazing drummers. And that was always like the thing. I was like, wow, like I always have something to practice. There's never going to be a point where I like, there's never a top to, to hit, you know, like, like the moment you start to think like, Oh, like I've, I've reached my, you know, the top. It's like, there's always going to be someone, you know, that just completely takes it to a whole new level. And I think that's really the awesome thing about the art is like, it's like no one, it's really the 
best, but they're just raised, everyone's raising the bar in different ways. And I, I find that a really awesome thing, you know, so it, it keeps me inspired, keeps me motivated to keep on getting in there and try to practice and stay sharp, you know? Totally. So uh, what is your favorite Trivium song to listen to and also to play live? Um, hmm. I, I get asked that question a lot, and I feel like I could never really answer it. I, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of hard to say because I feel like Trivium just has like a really big catalog stuff and i guess it just depends on my mood i mean i think the cool thing with them is you could you could depending on your mood go to a different album you know if you want to hear if i'm in the mood to hear something like melodic that kind of takes me back to that mid 2000s metalcore vibe obviously you know i'm going to turn on ascendancy if i want to hear a little bit heavier i'm going to go to shogun and if i'm really in just a chill mood i'm just like cruising down the road and it's like a nice sunset or something shoot maybe i'll pop on world goes cold just to kind of like get a vibe but it's kind of hard to say i i can't say this trivium song is my favorite song and that's that because i'll probably change my mind like 10 seconds later and be like <laughs> no actually i like this one more you know because especially a band like trivium where they have so many records and so many songs um it's because playing songs live i I really like to play Beyond Oblivion live. That's really a fun one. I, yeah. I like that it's fast and brutal and in your face. And I really like playing um, Dust Dismantled. That's, That's just a great a, song. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's a really heavy song. But, you know, like there's some songs that I like because it's fun on the drums. But then there's also other songs that I like because it kind of takes me back to like, you know, the first tours I did with them. So I'm kind of reminiscing in a different way like uh what's that song built to fall you know like that reminds me of some of the biggest festivals that i first started playing with i might pop on that one just to kind of reminisce and you know be like man that was a great time (laughs) but i'm sorry i can't give you a direct answer Uh, no worries man man, that, that was yeah man that was a good answer and i think the new album man has just a big spectrum of what trivium does oh totally um again man congrats on on that album and i think i think you guys have more than one option on this album to to get you guys that grammy this time around thanks man that would be cool you know we're getting a grammy that would be incredible but you know shoot i would even be stoked just to go back to the grammys i mean once you get to that point where you're you're there i think you start to kind of not so much on winning the grammy you're kind of just like man like you're looking around and you're like i can't even believe that i'm here but yeah i mean if we could take that grammy too hell yeah i'll take I don't know. Hopefully uh, Jethro Tull isn't back, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> hopefully Jethro Tull doesn't steal this fucking one again, man. <laughs> From every metal band. Yeah. We, we got to take it the next time. <laughs> so one last, uh, one last question on my end, man. I know that you and Matt are very active on Twitch. Yeah. Uh, do you feel like that's become sort of like the new platform for uh, bands or band members to engage with fans? Is that the way it's going? Absolutely, man. It's it's funny you mentioned that because I've been getting a lot of a lot of calls from like the old school guys, guys that have been in the game since before I was even born, since 
for any of us before. I don't know how old you guys are, but like, yeah, getting a lot of calls from, you know, older musicians that are like, hey, like, so what's up with this Twitch thing? And it's it's, it's kind of cool being able to share the information with you because I really look at it like Twitch and Zoom, all that stuff that's going on right now, especially during this quarantine. Like, that is really kind of the next evolution of the music industry, really. You know, I mean, even with everything that's going on in the world, as much as they're trying to get the economy back in motion, concerts and big gatherings like that were going to be the last ones that they lift all the bands on, for sure. So I think this is one of those points in time where you really got to start looking at things like Twitch and, and any of those streaming platforms, like that is the new thing. Like that's how you are going to stay connected with your family. That's how you're going to stay connected in general with people, really, when it comes to like sharing the art. And, and, and I feel very fortunate to be in the game with Matt, of all people, who has been very ahead of the curve for the past couple of years. I mean, I remember a couple years ago when we were, we were uh, doing Sin, uh, he was like on Twitch, he didn't really have a whole bunch of viewers. I mean, he was kind of just on there playing video games, and that was always like his thing. And it's funny that now, a couple years later, all of these musicians are hitting him up and hitting me up and going, hey, like, what's up with this Twitch thing? What's What's the deal? And you're seeing more and more people on Twitch too. It's an awesome thing because you get to continue your art, you get to share it with people, and the people get to connect with you in a personal way. I mean, I was streaming earlier today, and you know, drums to like 320 or so people. And, you know, I'm just playing along to the record, doing my thing, and practicing how I'm going but at the same time, I'm kind of like putting on a concert for people. people. That's like a, you know, I guess small venue if you think about it. And Matt is all the way up to the point where he's playing 700 people, 1,000 people every day. You know? Yeah. I guess to answer your question, I know I kind of ranted on there. Oh, you're good. Yeah. I I 100% see it as like the new thing. Um, Even when even when things hopefully go back to normal, streaming is going to be just another evolution in music people are like, yeah. I mean, obviously nothing is going to be like concert. You know, everybody wants to do that. But right now, like I said, I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. So it's like, you might as well find another form, uh, platform that's like that. Right on, man. Yeah, I mean, you guys could be playing it any smarter, you know, and it's uh, it's really cool for the fans, you know, to be able to see you guys in that light. You know, it makes you guys seem so much more human and so much more accessible uh, as opposed to just seeing you guys on stage and this big stage and just like, you know, people just reaching out to you guys. I mean, they're actually seeing you. You guys are being just humans and interacting with the fans. And I'm sure that it meets, I mean, I know as a fan, it means a shitload to me when bands do that. So... That's, you yeah. know, like I said, it's just very intelligent of you guys, so. On my yeah. end, I uh, just want to say congrats on the new record. It's fucking fantastic. And that's yeah. all the questions I have for you, brother. Awesome. Very yeah. cool, man. Yeah, man, we appreciate you uh, taking the time and, and hopefully uh, 
Hopefully that tour still happens this summer and we can see you out in Austin. Absolutely, man. Yeah, hopefully they'll have AC this time because last time we played Austin, I think I almost died. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was at that show. Oh, yeah. That was brutal. <laughs> it's going to be yeah. hot. What is it, June? July. In July, July oh, something. Yeah. It's going to be yeah. hot as well. It's going to be hot, oh, yeah. but you'll be outside <laughs> this time. Bring a fan, yeah. man. Th- yeah. This this time, as long as there's some air, that, that'd be nice. You know, I mean, that was that was very not only unsafe for the band, but just unsafe for people. <laughs> Yeah. Everyone in that building, and that was that was wild. <laughs> yeah, that show was brutal, brutal hot. I had to I had to go outside, and I was just watching. Oh shit! I needed to remove myself from the venue for a bit. Yeah, metal. Yeah, that was that was one to remember. That was one for the books. But yeah, the the next one, yeah, hopefully it happens, man. And, and if it does, then I, I look forward to uh, seeing you guys. I think that'll be a lot of fun. Cool, man. Cool, well, man. Th- well, thanks for taking the time, man. Have fun uh, yeah, thanks, walk- walking the pup. Absolutely, man. Will do, man. All right. See you, brother. Okay. Better, man. Take thanks, care, man. Bye. Right. Bye-bye. Bye.